Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. Being a successful mortgage broker is not about how many loans you write, working hard, or winning awards. It's about building a high-performing business that works with or without you. If you want smarter, proven ideas to accelerate your business, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. Now it's time to accelerate. It's over to your hosts. Hey everybody, it's James Vagley. Welcome aboard another episode of the MBA podcast. And it is episode 168. Uh, before we kick off, I want to know how the man, the myth, the legend is doing. That's Ash Playstead. How are you? Coming in from a secret location, uh, the book and whiskey bunker, I'm calling it. I'm super well, James. How are you doing? Very good. I'm very good. Listeners, hope you're doing very well too. So it's early January and we're on a bit of a theme this month around expertise to help you attract more customers and referral partners. And what we're talking about today is this concept of 10,000 hours to become an expert. We've we've heard this. I'm guessing you've heard it, Ashley. You've probably heard that line that it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert. Do you know if that's a, a saying, Ash, or a book? I've definitely heard it a number of times. Do you know the origin of that? Yeah, I've got the book right behind me, James. It's called Mastery. Really? It's written by a guy called uh, Robert Green. Um, now, he may have taken the phrase from somewhere else, but um, I believe he's the origination point. So he put forward, you know, the theory of mastery it takes 10,000 hours. I think he drew inspiration from other sources, but yeah, Robert Greene, um, G-R-E-E-N-E, he's a really good yeah. critical thinker and written several yeah. books, but yeah, the one sitting behind me, the black and gold is called mastery. So as far as I know, that was the origination point of the 10,000 hour rule. Well, that's, uh, listeners, this is completely not synchronized or planned in that I did not know at all that Ash had that book. So that is like, I don't know, the moons must be in alignment. <laughs> listeners, um, so obviously, yeah, 10,000 hours to become an expert. You want to be a professional tennis player? There's no cutting corners. You need to hit thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of balls over thousands of hours and years. If you want to be a world champion surfer, if you want to be a master chess player it takes tens of thousands of hours to achieve that mastery and expertise in business in mortgage broking we want to talk about in this episode a faster way because i mean what's the maths ash like what's ten thousand hours if you dedicate eight hours a day to honing your craft which if you think about it is unrealistic because you're going to be busy um working with clients and doing the work like at best a broker might dedicate what is it 30 hours a year to professional development <laughs> Not well, look i mean somebody get on your calculator and correct me but i there's 168 hours in a week coincidentally we're in episode number 168 multiply go. that by 52 weeks of a year that's what 10,000 approximately so you know it might take you a year studying full-time all day every day without a break to master something you know you'll be you'll be frazzled and worn out and probably in the ground but you know i i, I on the topic of ten thousand hours like what you were mentioning before james just to just to dive in a little bit like and i think this is where there's some confusion right if you want to be a brain surgeon yes you need to put in the ten thousand hours because technique and technical knowledge 
is everything, as well as some mindset and ability to control your emotions when you're, you know, in someone's brain or body, right? So, but you need to put in a lot of hours. So your expertise and your market positioning comes from that expertise, right? So then you bring it over to business and mortgage broking, right? Where when we talk about the surgeon mindset about how you position yourself, and here's where it gets really interesting for me, is in the client's mind, whether or not you've got the 10,000 hours or not is not relevant to them. They don't really know, and they don't really see what goes on behind the scenes, right? All they know is how you position yourself and whether you get the job done or not, right? And we talk a lot about all the systems and processes and checks and balances, which you can teach anyone to do reasonably well, right? And then you blend in the technical skill, which most mortgage brokers have a high degree of technical skill, some more than others. Um, and some people focus on complex loans more than others. But generally speaking, most mortgage brokers possess a good level of technical skill. So you've got to ask yourself is, you know, what is it that people perceive about you that draws them to you, that that sort of expert authority that we, uh, I guess we call it. And I think where we're going with this is really it, it comes from your positioning. It comes from the level of specific focus on what you do or the specificity or niching, as you might want to call it. And we always talk about these examples, these analogies, right, where, you know, People, if you're looking for a, a a brain surgeon, you don't go to a general pac- practitioner. You might go there to get a referral, perhaps, but you certainly don't hire a generalist to do a specific job. And I think this is, for me, it's a great way of, um, I guess, intensifying or, or even clearing the air about how to position yourself as an expert. And um, I was having this conversation with one of our members recently, James, um, and this very conversation about, well, how do you become an expert? And I said, well, what do you consider an expert? Uh, someone who knows more than their client. And I said, boom, right there, right? Yeah. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know more than your client, right? Mm. And With- how much do clients know about mortgages? Not very much. Zero. Yeah, right. not much. Yeah, every single one of our listeners, every single broker already knows more than their customers. So in that way you're already an expert ash i want to like take a second i just thought of something as you were talking and talking about that difference between technical and perceived expert and i think in terms of technical expertise i think brokers are very good at this and in actual fact we spend too much of our time on improving technical skills like i want to be a better broker i want to make my process more efficient i want to you know, systemize and automate and put all these things to make sure I get the outcome easier and faster and better. So we almost overdo the technical side of things. What brokers are missing is that they're not working on the perceived expertise. There's too little attention and time and resources dedicated to how they're perceived by the market, their customers, their partners, etc etc and the funny thing is that's where all the money is so all of the partnerships all of the leads all of the marketing that works is all in the perception not at all in the technical stuff i mean it's sorry to say listeners but people don't care 
as long as you can get them the outcome, um, your ability to be a better technical broker than the next person is kind of irrelevant as long as you can get the outcome. And we know, Ash, all our listeners can get the outcome. So why is there so little attention given by brokers to be being perceived in the marketplace as a true expert? Um, we know this is the case. Well, it's a very good point, James. And just to pick away at that, and as you know, and as a, a lot of you listeners probably know, I, I have a particular passion and curiosity about human behavior and psychology and, and mindset, mental fitness. So it's uh, something that I'm, I'm very uh, passionate about. And where that plays into this discussion is I think a lot of the problem, and, and how would I put this, it's only a problem to the client or partner to the extent that it's a problem to you. So what do I mean by that? Right. So it's a, it's an imposter syndrome. It's a it's a feeling of oh I you know I can't pretend to be something that I'm not. Right. So there's that sort of humility, which is an Aussie thing, you know, very good Aussie trait, humbleness. And I think it gets in the way though for a lot of people about pitching themselves out there as an authority and an expert. And I I'm going to quote a line here. Right. Um, I watched this on a show. You know, I do watch a little bit of Netflix occasionally, listeners, but I like to watch true crime and, um, you know, sort of really interesting documentaries. There's a show on it, which I won't mention the name, but it's about surgeons working in a New York hospital. And one, and it's a really good show. And one of the surgeons was asked about, you know, what motivates him. And he said, really, honestly, it's the urgent need to be needed. That's what fills him up. And this guy was a you know, a thoracic neurosurgeon, you know, or even a pediatric neurosurgeon, very, very specific. And the thing that came out of it, which is where I'm leading is, he goes, in this field, in this career, you must believe you are the best in the world, because if you don't, anxiety will overrun you. So I'll just repeat that. You must, he said, you must believe you are the best in the world at what you do, right? Otherwise, the anxiety will crush you. Right. So I want listeners to try and take the essence of that message. You must believe you're the best in the world at what you do. Now, I know there's 19,000 of you, um, maybe not all of you listening to this, hopefully quite a few. And you think to yourself, well, how can we all be at the, the best in the world? Well, that's the wrong question to ask yourself. The question is, we can all be the best in, at the, in the world at what we do in our own mind. Right. So once you lock it in into your own thought processes, that's what you portray out as the export authority. And that's the message I took out of this TV show. I thought, that's amazing. You know, yeah. you must believe you're the best in the world. And anyone who's ever done a loan for a surgeon would know where I'm coming from. A little bit of that God complex does come through, right, yep. into the rest of their lives because they are dealing literally with people's lives. But as a business owner and a mortgage broker, we can learn a lot from that, like, Find the right mindset coach. Find the right process. Find, find a way to uncover your inner brain surgeon and your inner, I'm the best at the in the world at this, right? Yep. It doesn't matter whether you know every piece of policy of every lender. Who cares, right? You can get other people to find that out for you. But what you must believe is I am the best in the world at what I do. Yeah, I, lo I love that you brought that up because – we're talking about perceived or technical expertise, but wrapped around all that is the belief. Like it first starts with 
the belief that you're a knowledgeable enough mortgage broker that can get the job done. And it also starts, and if you believe that, then you also will believe that you deserve to be seen as an expert as well. Um, and one thing I wrote down and thought about in that context of belief and perceived and technical expertise is that you have to have confidence and control the situation with partners, with clients, because that's where when you step up and control and be confident and lead your customers, your partners, is where all the results are. But it has to start first with that belief that you can get the job done and belief that you are an expert that is stands above everybody else. So instead of spending 10,000 hours crafting our technical expertise, Ash, we'd love our listeners to think we're good enough already as mortgage brokers. Yes, we need to continue our professional development, keeping up to date with policies, working on our processes, but I think we need to I'd love our listeners to spend more time and energy on that belief that they should put themselves on a pedestal and manufacture that perception of expertise, really stand out and have that control and confidence that, you know what, I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to lead the situation. I'm going to tell my clients what to do. I'm going to work with my referral partners. I'm going to ask for business. And... People respond to that very, very, very strongly. So you don't need 10,000 hours to do that. If you bunker yourself down for even just a few dozen hours, you can transform the way you think about yourself. And then when you think differently, you'll approach everything differently. Um, so 10,000 hours to become an expert. Yes, if you're playing the piano or playing tennis, <laughs> surfing, mortgage brokers, you should spend your time... <clears throat> manufacturing the perception of your expertise and it starts from within uh there's some other active strategies we can mention too ash but this is the key yeah absolutely and um to take that thinking a little bit further um and this is one of the things that came out of this um this show this this surgeon was speaking that yes i'm the best at what i do in the world however there are also things i don't know and here's the team of experts i've got around me right now, we, we come across this a lot, right? But this is a very big stumbling block that you've got to think you're the best in the world at what you do, but you've also then got to be honest and say, well, here's things that I'm not the best at, right? Mm -hmm. And I think this is an opportunity to start thinking about how you position your team, your processes, you know, so that's where you can be the best in the world. It's not about being the best broker. It's about being the best provider of a solution, and that is, we're, I'm, we're the best at this, we're the best at this, the process, the system, and here's the people that are going to be assisting me. And this is something that we talk about a lot with bringing your team into the discussion from the very get-go. Even on your social media, start to talk about your support team. They're the best at what they do. And this is something, again, that, you know, this is where I think a lot of human beings struggle with this sort of inner conflict oh I'm, i've got to be the best at what i can do I, I do but in the same breath i'm also saying well here's things i'm not the best at and here's the people helping me do that so yep. I'll, when i say the best it's really a business like here's the ecosystem i've created and it's the best perfect client journey experience that we've built that delivers best in world experiences and outcomes 
that's what I'm talking about. So just for listeners to take away, it, it's a it's a it's an overarching mindset that applies across your business, not just to your technical ability to, you know, to open up someone's brain and stitch a vein back together, which is you know, <laughs> yeah. metaphorically, you know, solving a complex loan problem. Yeah, I think yeah. we've all got certain <clears throat> abilities there. It's everything else around it that you're the best in the yeah. world at. I'm glad you brought that up as as a final thought as well, is that it expertise doesn't have to mean that you, our listeners, can do everything and know everything. That's that's a big complex in the mortgage industry to go, I want to help this client that's lost their job, got no money, but wants to buy a house. Like, you know, brokers seem to take on all of these problems and try and work miracles for every single person. Um, oh, you, you want to do a five-unit development and this is the situation, you're self-employed, um, you went bankrupt five years ago, but it's my job as a broker to figure it out. Like, um, there's a <laughs> that's going down a rabbit hole problem we can talk about another time, Ash, but yeah. I like what you said in that being an expert doesn't mean you can help everybody. The heart surgeon doesn't go, oh, you need brain surgery. Yeah, I can do that. I can figure that out. No, they say, no, go over here. And they stick to heart surgery. Correct. So that's a topic we can probably talk about next week, Ash, in that by being a specialist, you can focus on one thing and become very, very good at that and be perceived as the go-to expert in that um, and have all of the clients come to you just for that. But you don't have to worry about being an expert at all the other things. It's a much better place to be as a broker in a business compared with trying to help John, Dick, Harry, mums and dads refinances, commercial investment, equipment finance, which is what every broker is trying to do. And then they wonder why they're spinning their wheels and it's really hard. Well, James, listeners, I'm going to leave it on this. This is my last thought. And this is episode 168 last week, yep. you know, it was 167. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. And in episode 167, I'd suggest go back and listen to that episode again, where we talk about predictions and trends in the industry. I'm going to add a post-episode prediction. 2024 is going to be the era of specialization, right? Specialization, which is hand in glove with being an expert. So one of that's that's what's going to really start to intensify is people are going to be wanting to deal with specific experts, subject matter experts, not brokers that can do lots of things. So take that on board as a prediction, but also a trend and also something that fits very snugly into this episode about how to establish expert authority in the marketplace and draw as much business as you can handle to you yep. that rather than pushing out there and trying to help everybody. Perfect. Well said, Ash, and look, you've tied in the last episode. It works with this episode and listeners, that's, kind of, that's actually what we're going to talk about next week too, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that thought and strategy of specialist uh, or becoming a specialist. So uh, I guess until next week, Ash, until next week, listeners, we hope you uh, continue to uh, enjoy your day and week and uh, looking forward to seeing you next week, Ash. Likewise, James, looking forward to it. Great. See everybody. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. To keep getting smarter, proven ideas in your inbox every week, subscribe to the podcast now over at brokerideasgroup.com.au forward slash podcast.
If you want to accelerate even faster, access our proven, results-driven programs, live events and free resources available at brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. And until next time, remember, life's too short to play small. So dream big, believe big and go big with Broker Ideas Group.